Welcome to another edition of Reshaping America. This is your host, Kurt Flewelling. I will forewarn you, ladies and gentlemen, that today is going to sound um, bipolar, schizophrenic, disjointed. Please bear with me. Most shows out there um, have kind of a theme and we tie it into a nice bow at the end of the day. And this is certainly not going to be one of those shows. Um, the events of the past week have been just so crazy and psychotic and we're winding down um, the Trump era, at least for now. And, um, you know, it, it's just, uh, it is very difficult to synthesize everything that's happened in the last week, let alone four years. So it's going to sound a bit disjointed, but please bear with me and please listen because uh, as I've said on this show countless times, one of the biggest problems in this country is the fact that we are so partisan, so polarized, and we have an ever-growing uh, populace of young people that have not been taught how to think, deduce, listen, study, read, and we are at the mercy of the soundbite. We are busy, distracted, and it's it's just a mess. And as I've said to several people this week, in light of all of these things that have happened, um, my biggest fear and concern is that the sliver of individuals out there that actually, quote unquote, get it, that think, that study, that just do not subscribe to what I have said on this show countless times to the very base notion that Fox is good, CNN is bad, Trump is good, Hillary's bad, Republicans are good, Democrats are bad. It's far more nuanced than that. And if we go into all of these issues of the day, with that attitude, we're going to miss a lot. And probably more importantly, we are going to be ripe to be led down a path um, that we don't want to go. And that's why I can look at this uh, situation in our country today and cry, or I could look at it and you can look at it as an opportunity to share the love of Jesus Christ and preach the gospel, which is the only truth at the end of the day that any of us should be concerned with. And as a byproduct of being saved, being a born-again Christian, or if you are a born-again Christian or a faith-based voter, calling on the Holy Spirit to help you as a byproduct of that, you will not be misled and you will not be um, duped and you will think a little bit more critically than what people on both sides of the ideological continuum are displaying. And that's why I said this show is going to be a little disjointed, because if, if you follow it, you're going to say, where in the world is this guy going? What point is he making? And the point is basically that um, truth the dissemination of truth, the consumption of truth, what my truth is compared to your truth, is really in short order uh, as far as actual truth is concerned. And um, 
the lines are blurred. And again, we need to orient ourselves with the Bible. And we look at everything through that lens, and politics is no different than that. So let us get started. Um, Obviously, this week there was a march on Washington. Have no problem with that. Have no problem with um, civil disobedience. Um, Keyword there, civil. And um, many people, and I had many friends that did, descended on Washington to display their um, anger, righteous indignation, uh, and probably more than anything else, frustration with the election results that happened a couple months ago. And I do not care if you're a Republican, Democrat, low IQ, high IQ, um, Muslim, Christian, atheist, black, white, male, female. If you dedicated just 60 minutes to that issue alone, um, was this election stolen? And the big theme of the rally was stop the steal, among other complaints that these individuals had that went to Washington, hundreds and thousands of them, from what I am uh, estimating, um, stop the steal. And my point is, if, if any of those aforementioned groups dedicated 60 minutes to researching credible websites, and I guess that's an open-ended question, what's a credible website? But um, the preponderance of evidence of voter fraud in every state, but particularly in the seven swing states in question, and even drilling down further than that, the major cities in those states, Philadelphia, Detroit, Milwaukee, Las Vegas, um, Atlanta, universally, you would have to come up with Um, what I've come up with, believe me or don't believe me, I just have to articulate my opinion. It is, it is intellectually laziness and partisanship on anyone's part to think that Joe Biden won this election. It was stolen. There was mass fraud. We're not going to tick off the 20 areas where, um, crazy irregularities happen because we don't need to. If you don't know them by now, then you're never going to know them. Um, But I will say, um, so this was the stop the steal rally, but let me, let me just stop right there. I've heard a lot of people on air, conservatives, uh, Christians that are optimistic and they are kind of basing it on what I've said on this show several times, um, and I've, I've given the the uh, credit to the quote um, to Rick Santorum, who has always told me on numerous occasions, they always overplay their hand. And heretofore, when leftist, Marxist, evil people that do not like the word of God, do not like liberty, freedom, they are central planners, they do not like uh, individual ruggedness, um, they do not like America. When those individuals heretofore have overplayed their hand, if they, if you will, and I cannot recall a time in history where people have been so bold 
in saying, yeah, I'm a Marxist. Yeah, I'm going to take your money. Yeah, I'm going to invade your house. Yeah, I'm going to take your stuff. Bring it on. And uh, don't you dare call the police because we control them as well, either by denutering them or marshalling them as agents of the state. So game on. Um, it's some scary times out there. And, and back to many of these talk show hosts that are heartened that this thing is going to wrap back around and 75 million uh, Trump voters are not going to be denied. This MAGA movement, if that's what you want to call it, is is not just going to go away because Donald Trump is um, not going to be president in a few weeks. And, you know, that sounds real good. And I've always been one to say they overplay their hand and the pendulum swings back the other way, if you will. And we've always had checks and balances in states and, and the country. Um, and that all sounds real good, but, but there is a, um, there's an ever growing problem. And what happened in Washington a few days ago at the, at the March really accelerated it, um, at warp speed. And that is this heretofore when you and I logic based thinkers, lover of, uh, lovers of freedom, liberty, truth, justice, the American way to quote Superman, right? Um, when we were angry, righteously indignant, as the Bible would say, and um, and had a problem with the way our local, regional, state, or national politics um, were trending, we could go en masse, and that's basically what happened in 2016, and let it be known at the ballot box that that nonsense, that socialism that is widespread throughout the world that has not crept in large scale into our system here in the United States will not be tolerated. So it all sounds real good that we're not going away. We're going to beat you at the ballot box and game on. But I hate to sound cynical, and I'm, I'm not completely pessimistic and cynical, but if we do not fix this severely broken election system that we have from dog catcher up to president, it doesn't really matter if that 75 million is 95 million or a hundred million. It doesn't matter if the candidates suck like um, Hillary Clinton was, was very unpopular, but the left has had four years to perfect their cheat, if you will. So you rolled out Joe Biden, kept him in the basement, and he basically um, was uh, fed softballs if he ever did answer any questions. And and lo and behold, he wins. At least the Electoral College says he won. Um, The point I'm trying to make here is if we're agitated and we go out and exercise our... God given right to vote and right this ship, if you will. If our election system and the voting machines and the people that are in control of um, state legislatures, et cetera, don't get it together in the next two years and particularly four years, it doesn't really matter if we realistically win in a plurality of 80 to 20. It doesn't matter. That can be taken care of. And, and we saw that 
very clearly two months ago with the algorithmic anomalies, the discarded ballots, the dead people voting, the people that do not reside in a state voting, um, voting times extended, uh, signature matches, no problem if they don't match. Um, all sorts of chicanery, and I've only scratched the surface. If that continues in spades, it doesn't really matter if there's 75 million Trump voters or Trump comes back in 2024. It doesn't matter. Um, so first and foremost, we have to make a safe, secure, perhaps uniform, perhaps more federal involvement than I am comfortable with in the election process. Um, we have to make that priority one because if we don't, it doesn't really matter how many citizens of the United States of America are discontented with these crazy people in state capitals or in Washington, DC. It doesn't really matter. Um, if the election system is not cleaned up yesterday, we're in trouble. And I think Mark Levin does a very, very good job um, breaking it down uh, to a level that people can understand. And I've, I've done this throughout the years when I've, you know, parented uh, when you speak to your children about rules and regulations and the word of God is, is a good example of it as well. Um, look back in history when the Jews basically told God, we got this wired. We don't really need you anymore. Um, the land is flowing with milk and honey. Everything's cool. Um, we'll check you at the door. And the Lord told them, don't do that or do something that I'd like you to do. And they said, nah, we're good. Every single time they were slapped back and they were um, cursed, not blessed for their disobedience. Some would contend in the United States of America, we're getting what we deserve uh, by our apathy, our ignorance, our um, inattention to the political process. The um, uh, people that are faith-based voters, presumably electing a lunatic like Raphael Warnock uh, down in Atlanta, or excuse me, in Georgia, where I did a, an entire show about a month ago on this guy. We'll get to him later in the show. Um, when we tell God, we're good, we got this thing, and with one hand, and then with the other hand, hold it out, say, God, bless us. Why aren't you blessing us? God is not a cosmic Santa Claus. If we continue to take a greasy thumbnail and poke him in the eye with it in this great land of ours and continue to expect the unprecedented historic blessings that this country has uh, benefited from in the last 250 years, we're foolish, we're naive. And those of us that study the word of God and believe in God understand that. Other people are dumbfounded. They, they can't understand how we can keep this going and these lunatics in your state capital or Washington can enact all of these crazy things or back to the original point, look the other way when craziness is going on with the electoral uh, process 
and expect anything other than abject chaos. And um, it's coming. And I can only hope that the Lord will restore the blessings and the order and the uh, peace that this country um, has benefited from, particularly um, in comparison to other countries throughout the world. But um, that doesn't depend on God. It obviously does depend on God, but on this side of the clouds, it depends on our obedience, our acknowledgement of a creator, our respect of his laws and principles. We live in a country, uh, sorry leftists, that is founded on Judeo-Christian principles. Um, If we choose to ignore those things, we do it at our own peril. And uh, back to when I used to educate children years ago, um, you can believe me uh, that right and wrong, if you heed it, uh, there's a good consequence. If you um, say, as the Jews did, I'm good, that's fine, I don't play by your rules, you do so at your own peril. And the, the analogy I always would give uh, children is, um, you know, the uh, state tells you that you have to go 15 miles an hour in a school zone. And that is the local municipality. You go down to the township building and there are laws on the books that say if you exceed that by whatever, you're going to be fined. If you continue to exceed it, you will be more fined and, and perhaps put in jail. And if, God forbid, you you harm a child, you injure a child or kill a child by your reckless, wanton disregard of a rule and a regulation, then you will be put in jail for probably a long time. Now, there's not much more that the township or law enforcement can do. They have laid the law down as God up above has. And if someone chooses to get drunk and drive 75 miles an hour in a school zone at lunchtime when kids are crossing the street, that person has served notice that your rules, your regulations, the order that that um, you say needs to happen in your municipality is of no concern to me. I do what I want to do. I, I, I'm, I'm late to smoke dope with my girlfriend somewhere. So I'm going to drive 70. And if I pancake a kid, hey, well, whatever. So um, that analogy, as, as graphic as it is, is really what happened um, on election day. And that's why I, I remember having these debates with people in 2016 when I could not bring myself to vote for Donald Trump for a hundred different reasons. And they would always come back, good conservative, talking to a good conservative in friendly environs. But it's the courts. But it's the courts. We got to get the courts. We got to get the courts. He's going to appoint a lot of good um constructionist judges. Okay. Well, um, even though I'm quite thankful for that, ladies and gentlemen, let's put our thinking cap on. Let's, let's not go. I'm a Republican. You're a Democrat. Um, 
strict constructionists are good, activist judges are bad. Let's let's think. Let's clear our minds. What has this six to three, and I'm being very kind to John Roberts, what has this six to three constructionist versus crazy activist numbers uh, on the Supreme Court, what is this six to three court that we have now done for us as far as this uh, steal or this fraud that happened two months ago? Absolutely nothing. Okay, so the laws in place um, by let's just say here in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania um, enact or uh, written into law by the state legislature that you cannot do certain things, you cannot have mail-in ballots, and 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 or um, and if you do, they have to be under some really tight circumstances. Let's just say that. It's ironclad. The state legislature said it. Nobody at the federal level can change that. States have the right to, to a large degree, dictate how their uh, electoral process goes. And let's just say, as Levin has very um, clearly articulated, in 2016, a very concerted effort for the next four years with um, Democrat um, in the form of governors, attorney generals, uh, Democrat appointed or Democrat actual um, uh, people on the Pennsylvania Supreme Court that are really just rogue to to be kind. Uh, there are many things, but uh, absolutely rogue and radical. Let's just say those individuals don't give a rat's rear end about the law, and they don't. And they make an end run around the Pennsylvania state legislature, and and this is this has occurred in, in numerous other states. Um, the redress of grievances by the aggrieved, which is you and I, at the local level, or at the state level, or all the way up to the Supreme Court, if everybody that we take we petition this grievance to and say, we have been wronged, we have been disenfranchised, the law has been broken, the election, you know, Donald Trump went to bed with an 800,000 vote plurality in Pennsylvania. Three days later, he loses Pennsylvania. How the heck does that happen? So we go to these courts and our friends on the left will erroneously tell you, and if you're not paying attention or thinking, you would believe them. I have a family member. Hey, this is this has been settled in the courts. Donald Trump has lost. This hasn't been settled at all. These people in the courts are like the driver in the school zone that is going 70 miles an hour when he should be going 15. The courts haven't ruled. These the evidentiary um, uh, proceedings have not occurred all, all only in one instance in these myriad of lawsuits throughout the country. So evidence has not been put forth. Courts have not seriously looked at this um, these challenges. They have simply opted not to get involved. It is far different than than one side stating their case and another side defending their argument and a judiciary panel ruling in, in a certain way. 
that hasn't happened. That's happened one time with, with all the hundreds of lawsuits involved in the last two months. Courts have chosen to look the other way. And we can slice and dice the reason why, but um, I'm going to tell you this, and it's going to hate or hurt the feelings of you Trump fan, fans out there, but Donald Trump is not a sympathetic figure. There are people that are Republican, Democrat, uh, thoughtful people, ignorant people, every a whole soup of people that do not like Donald Trump and they are very happy to see him go. And should that have any bearing on a, on a, um, on a judicial panel when they are charged to do their job? No, it should not. When a politician in, in the form of Congress, uh, many of these congressmen and women stood up the other day and objected um, to the Electoral College proceedings. Um, Ted Cruz, probably the most noteworthy. Should all of them do that because of just widespread illegalities and fraud and irregularities? Yeah, they should. But if they choose not to, if um, a judge chooses not to rule or take the case, um, are they not not being blind like Lady Justice? Are they not involving their politics in, a, in such a way that they are not basically working in your best interest? Um, Donald Trump or Donald Duck, it doesn't really matter. You have been Donald Trump. And, and again, I'm, I'm going to offend some Trump fans, but I don't care. Um, Donald Trump is in this for Donald Trump. He may say, I love God, 2 Corinthians, uh, hold his Bible, use it as a prop, say he loves America, loves guns. And that may or may not be true. But at the end of the day, all you have to do is look at one of his properties. There's a reason that there is uh, the name Donald Trump in 20-foot letters on every piece of property. Uh, he's a megalomaniac. He's very self-serving. And this is all about him. Is it about you? Is it about the country? Is it about guns and the Bible to a secondary tertiary degree? Yeah, it is probably. But make no mistake, Donald Trump is an opportunist. And that rubs a lot of people the wrong way. And regardless if you feel the way I do, or you're a Trump fan, or some where further to the left, you're a Trump hater, which I am not. It doesn't matter. The man was wronged secondarily, but primarily the people that voted for this man, Donald Trump, Donald Duck, it doesn't matter, were disenfranchised by widespread fraud. And what we need to focus on going forward is how do good people, how do faith-based voters, how do people that believe in the principles of the Bible or Judeo-Christian principles, or people that don't even believe in um, God, but may just happen to believe in these principles in general, how do we operate going forward in a system where big tech is um, censoring the information that you get to, in order to steer you a certain way? How do we function in a system where um, 
some people are prosecuted and other people are not. And it's purely uh, politics that dictates that. When we have politicians not operating in the best interest of their constituents, when we have a judiciary that just will not address the um, just egregious fraud that went down two months ago, how do we navigate that world? That's the bigger question. And um, I think we get too caught up in personalities. You're one of them. I'm one of these guys. You hate Trump. I like Trump. Um, I'm a Republican. You're a Democrat. Fox is good. No, Fox sucks. Newsmax is the way to go. And um, I think in this chaotic world of disinformation and craziness, um, and, and when the, 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 the heretofore bastions of um, credibility and stability, the FBI, the CIA, the judiciary, uh, most politicians have lost their minds and their systems have been corrupted to the nth degree. Where does that leave you and where does that leave me? It leaves us with the word of God. That is the only thing that is true. That is the only thing that is consistent. That is the only thing that is going to right the ship. Um, we need Jesus. We do not have a theocracy. We, um, we, uh, these aren't the crusades. We we're not converting people to Christianity, um, as a, as an entity, as the United States of America, but we are, and we have been largely blessed because of our faith in Jesus Christ. And since that has waned, and since people have this insane concept of my church is over here and my politics is over there, um, that's why we're in the mess. And that's why we have a lunatic that is whored out Jesus Christ in the, in the name of uh, Reverend, and I use that term loosely, Raphael Warnock, uh, that has duped many, many people who have voted for him simply because of his skin color. And that's insane. Um, you cannot tell me that the myriad of um, African American voters in the state of Pennsylvania, or excuse me, the state of Georgia, are are that ignorant, apathetic, unintelligent. You can't. Yet they have voted for this man, um, and particularly the faith based voters have blood on their hands. The man has declared, "I am a pro choice reverend." meaning I'm cool with you killing black babies. Where in the world does that square with anything in the word of God? And how do you attend a church where Martin Luther King preached at and sully it up so bad with anti-Semitic uh, rhetoric? Hates Jews. Oh, I don't know. Jesus Christ happens to be a Jew. Where, how do you square that one, Reverend? Um, the Lord says, I formed you um, in your mother's womb before um, the beginning of time. He says, thou shall not kill. Okay. And you say you're a pro-choice pastor. 
the only thing worse than this man and what he stands for and how he uses Jesus Christ to forward his agenda and he basically urinates on the on the word of God the only thing worse than that is the unthinking nature of the individuals particularly the faith-based voters that voted for him in Georgia and basically check their brains at the door, but uh, the faith-based voters also check their faith at the door. And I have said this from the beginning of time, and it's it's not a phenomenon that is unique to African-Americans. People, and it is growing, and it is troubling. They uh, put their Christian hats on for 48 months of, weeks of the year, and about a month before the election, they just take it off. Doesn't matter anymore. And they look at the issues of the day and the individuals that they are um, charged to judge and perhaps vote for or vote out or vote in. And they look at them clearly through the lens of a corrupt media or a corrupt entity of one sort or another. And they really would have been better served if they kept their Christian hat on in perpetuity for the entire 52 weeks of the year and then into the 52 weeks of the next year, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But people don't do that. They chase down uh, racial politics, um, uh, economic politics, all sorts of things. And they start believing nonsense that is fomented by lunatics like Reverend Warnock. And they just, God is further and further and further away from the equation. And at the end of the day, they vote for somebody that has in his personal life and in Going forward, I, I can bet a dime to a donut in his um, in his way of legislating has very little to do with the word of God. He's a very manipulative guy. And um, just like I said earlier in this discussion, put 60 minutes into studying voter fraud. And I don't care who you are, a Democrat, Republican or what you're going to come up with. Yeah, a lot of really bad stuff happened two months ago. Put 30 minutes into researching Raphael Warnock, and um, I would bet a dime to a donut that most of the um, faith-based voters in general and African-American faith-based voters uh, specifically in the state of Georgia did not do that because you cannot possibly look at the basic tenets of Christianity, look at this man's life, look at what he preaches look at what he foments and vote for him if God is your governing principle or his word is your governing principle or the Holy Spirit is inside you helping you come up with the decisions you should come up with so this culture can exist or thrive. You have basically sold out and checked your brain at the door and your heart at the door and blunted the Holy Spirit, if you are saved at all, when you vote for people like this. And it doesn't have to be Raphael Warnock. He just happens to be a reverend, which in my opinion is far more egregious. But Democrat politicians and Republican politicians do it all the time. 
They tell you they love Jesus. They tickle your ears and um, you fall for it and shame on you for falling for it. And Donald Trump has done it for five years. And I'm really sorry you Trump fans have fallen for it. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm teeing it high and letting it fly today because we're in a lot of trouble in this country and nobody's listening to anybody. And that includes people on the right because they have bought this narrative when, um, Trump waves a Bible that he's a godly man or he uh, is uh, all about godly principles. And um, I would just, without getting into a lot of specifics, I would just urge you to check his pedigree um, before, during, and after he leaves office and and sit down with the Holy Spirit and, and, and let him indict you. And a lot of the things that this guy does, he goes right up to the edge and he incites a lot of individuals, a lot of unintelligent, ignorant, emotional, agitated individuals to um, think in a certain way. Now, I'm not going to go so far to say as he incited the nonsense that happened the other day in Washington. There are plenty of people that are doing that. And that's wrong. He did not do that. But to say that Donald Trump just, you know, throws the facts out there and um, and doesn't embellish and incite and and say some pretty crazy things that aren't true in order to serve his purposes is ignorant. Um, a very glaring example of that is this whole nonsense about Mike Pence can stop this electoral college steamroller that's going to doom uh, Donald Trump. That's absolutely ridiculous. It is not in the Constitution. It says um, that the vice president shall deliver the electoral college votes. It doesn't say he can change anything. Congress can change things. The vice president cannot. And in the words of... Um, the law and in the words of Mike Pence, his role, at least in the delivery of the, the electoral college votes is largely ceremonial. Donald Trump's not a moron. He went to the Wharton school. Okay. He knows that that's not true, but how many Trump bots out there um, have uh, tweeted and texted me and emailed me that uh, Pence has shown his true colors what are you talking about? Just because orange man gets up and says something radically crazy and not true to incite and just to continue to foment this, this polarization and discontent. Um, and, and you buy it a, a simple click, even in the compromise big tech world of Google or, or wherever, could could give you a cursory education because your public school's not doing it that Mike Pence can't possibly change anything but Donald Trump says it enough times and the Trump bots that will follow him to the edge of the cliff and and subsequently over it start throwing rocks at um Mike Pence and this didn't start with Mike Pence the the assailing of a a very good man and his family um, Ted Cruz during the 2016 um, uh, Republican uh, primaries 
is a great example. The whole Lion Ted thing. You had a lot of people that followed Donald Trump to the ends of the earth calling Ted Cruz Lion Ted. Um, Ted Cruz is more conservative in his worst day than Donald Trump would be on his best day. Uh, the great Rush Limbaugh, who obviously benefited greatly from uh, Donald Trump's um, beneficence, if you will, is unafraid to say that Donald Trump is not a conservative. Um, and and many people are very afraid to say that, but he's not. People that compare him to Ronald Reagan have lost their minds. Um, many things that Donald Trump has done over the last four years have benefited the Constitution and um, you and I as conservatives and the culture on, in general, but he's done it through executive order. Um, tell me, count on a half a hand the legislative victories that Donald Trump has presided over. You can't. You can't exceed the fingers on your hand, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you live by the executive order. You die by the executive order. Um, and, and I will throw a question out there to the very, very ever dwindling uh part of our populace that is thinking and not just uh, emotionally invested in one candidate or another or one news agency or another, I will ask you something. When did executive orders ever become conservative? We don't have a king. We have a president. We have three branches of governments with checks and balances. The president is charged to work together with the Congress. Now, I will cede your point or your argument that um, fighting off frivolous, lying nonsense by leftists in the legislature is a full-time job, and it's very hard to have an amicable relationship with people that have impeached you for no reason at all. I get it. However, Donald Trump is a very abrasive individual, and as much as people say he's got the art of the deal down and all this stuff, he has very, very few legislative victories um, to, uh, you know, uh, hope uh, take or, uh, take credit for. And one of the reasons for that is he's a very abrasive individual, and um, that's not a godly principle. And um, all I'm saying is uh, assess Donald Trump for in light of the Bible. That's all I'm saying. And when I hear good Christian people with brains that believe the word of God say, yeah, Pence is a traitor. He should have done something about that. I, I look at them like this is colossal ignorance and, it, and you're not a dumb person. Why are you saying this? You're saying this because Orange Man parrots it all the time. You follow Orange Man to the end of the earth, and you're not thinking. And anybody that gets in the way of what Orange Man tells you to do is a bad person. So now Pence is not a patriot. Lion Ted was Lion Ted. The things that Donald Trump did to uh, Ted Cruz's family are unforgivable um, in one week uh, uh, sending out images of his beautiful wife 
uh, juxtaposed against images of Ted Cruz's wife at presumably six in the morning with cold cream and curlers uh, in her hair and, and makes the comment, any questions or a picture's worth a thousand words? I can't remember what he said, but it was horrible. And that's a message. I will go to any lengths to destroy my political opponents. And in the same week, he um, did not squelch rumors that Ted Cruz's father was involved in the JFK assassination. How Christ-like is that? But people who are emotionally whipped up and um, have such a hatred of the left and their principles will overlook these minor details. They're not minor details. They're major things that I've never forgotten. So we have to assess people in a true fashion. We have to seek out the truth. It's harder and harder every day because of big tech clampdowns. But we have to give people credit when they deserve it. We have to call them out when they need to be called out. And, and, um, at this point in time, uh, you know, again, I, I, I said in the beginning of the show, this thing's going to be a bipolar schizophrenic rant. And if you tune in at any point in time and don't, and then tune out, you might think I'm the biggest Trump fan in the world or the biggest Trump hater in the world. Um, and I'm neither of those two things, but I got to call it the way it is and you have to call it the way it is and this country's not going to heal until people start telling the truth all this leftist garbage um tw- trump's unfit let's let's invoke the 25th amendment that's insane um trump incited the, these uh people to storm the um capital that's insane but to call those things insane and merely overlook other things that Donald Trump has said and done that God is certainly not overlooking is not truthful. It is, it is emotion based thinking. It is thinking with your Republican hat on and we should always think and assess with our Christian hats on. So, um, where do we go from here? Um, Donald Trump will not be the president in a matter of days. Uh, Where do we go? Where does Donald Trump go? Um, Some people think he is going to jump into um, the 2024 um, uh, election cycle. And um, he has a built-in 75 million people waiting and will be waiting patiently for his return. And um, I'm here to tell you that may be good. That may be bad. If, if it is going to lead or excuse me, if it is going to be a furtherance of mind numb robots that think Mike Pence is a traitor because he didn't do something that he couldn't do, or he thinks Ted Cruz is lying Ted or any of this other nonsense that this guy uh, propagates in order to make himself look better. That's not a good thing. Because when that happens, Donald Trump may win in 2024, but who loses at the end of the day? The truth. And what do I mean by that? If you are whipped up in this sloganry and you wave the flag and you're a big nationalist and Trump is king and Trump is God, you are ripe to be um, taken down paths you don't want to be taken down. 
you have to be um, a lover of truth, a lover of God, a lover of our Constitution, first and foremost. Donald Trump did not even mention the word Constitution. He never uttered the word Constitution until a couple of months before he was elected in 2016, until a consultant tapped him on the shoulder and said, you better use the word uh, Constitution once in a while. And then he started using it because it served him. So... um, I would urge you, whatever Donald Trump does, um, if you think he's good for the country, and I thought he was, um, in many respects, wonderful for the country in the respect that he fought. Republicans don't fight. They like their role as high-rolling um, uh, opportunists themselves and Democrat light individuals. They love it. They, they look at politics as a game. You and I are the ultimate losers in that game. But Donald Trump, love him or hate him, and uh, many of the criticisms I've chronicled on this show aside, fought and he fought hard and he fought for the American people in exposing fraudulent behavior, corrupt behavior, um, politics as usual behavior. And I will be um, eternally grateful for Donald Trump and the Donald Trump phenomenon for doing that. But uh, I will never be grateful for that at the expense of truth. And the more outlandish things that Donald Trump says and does, that will add fuel to the leftist propaganda and that will result in a furtherance of a crackdown on freedom and liberty and dissemination of the truth. All it takes is a few people, as we saw a couple days ago, to storm the Capitol for the lying left to forward a narrative that all Trump voters and Trump followers and people that marched on Washington were evil and terrible and had nefarious intent. All it takes is a little bit. It takes one drop of arsenic in a 16-ounce in a glass of water to kill somebody, okay? So um, we have to be very consistent. We have to expect a lot from our politicians, and we cannot look the other way when they do wrong, when they say wrong, when they use God or use um, the Bible to further their career. And if they do, and they happen to be a Republican, they are no better than Raphael Warnock, who does the same thing, who's a Democrat, okay? Um, We have to be consistent. And that begs the question, hey, Kurt, uh, are we only supposed to vote for perfect candidates? Well, I would like that to happen, but that's never going to happen. None of us are perfect, and our, our, the candidates we vote for certainly aren't perfect. And are there instances where I put a uh, paper uh, clothespin on my nose and vote for the lesser of two evils? Yes, I do. But I think if we do that um, consistently, we will end up with um, a very watered-down version of what we want in a politician. So Donald Trump may come back in 2024. Uh, there is a conga line of individuals that are lining up for the Republican nod um, and will challenge him. Can they beat him? I don't know. Um, 
this uh, article. I didn't get to it, but I can I can kind of allude to it. Uh, Fred Barnes said, um, have it here somewhere. Uh, as far as he he feels that Donald Trump was on some thin ice. Um, anyway, but the things that have happened um, in the last week have pretty much sealed his doom as far as coming back in 2024. I don't know if that's the case, but um, perhaps it is. And if he doesn't do that, is he going to do what many have rumored that he will do? Start his own um, cable company and uh, they will be the disseminators of truth. Oh, really? I don't know. Will they be the disseminators of what Donald Trump feels is truth? Um, Will he tickle conservatives' ears and Republicans' ears and faith-based voters' ears and tell them what he wants them to hear? Will it really be truth right down the line? I don't know. Uh, If it isn't, if it is a self-serving entity to get him elected in 2024, then I think if we look at it, it may be a bad thing because truth and reality may be in short order simply because everybody at that point in time on the right and on the left is going to be so driven by hate, so driven by emotion, so whipped up that they can't possibly see straight and they can't possibly call anybody on the carpet when they do the wrong thing. How many people, when Donald Trump continued to parrot, hey, you know, Mike Pence, you better have my back. You're you're my last firewall, said in the the world of Trump followers, how many people said, Donald, you're crazy. He can't do anything. Why are you saying this? Not a word. I I didn't hear one Trump um, devotee say he's crazy that that's crazy talk he can't say that he can't do that that's impossible um and that is one of many things that he has said and done but that that is a perfect illustration when you latch your pony to someone to the exclusion of fact and truth and and the bible and and listening to the holy spirit and the urgings of your conscience and the holy spirit to a greater degree then you are ripe for anything. The, the Pence thing is just a, a very small example. If, if you are that blinded by a, um, a cult of personality, then you are ripe to be swayed just like people on the left are ripe to be swayed. So that is my, um, that is my rant today. Uh, I, I hope you didn't perceive it as a just a total negative Donald Trump rant because it wasn't. Um, I chronicled several things that he has done right. Um, He is certainly wronged and the American people were wronged two months ago. Um, It's a mess. It's an absolute mess. I don't have all the answers. I just got a few opinions, but I will tell you this. uh, I know where the answers are to be found and that is the word of God. Give your life to Jesus Christ. Follow God. Uh, understand that this country was founded on Judeo-Christian principles. Um, Study the Constitution when your guy or gal, if they happen to have an R next to their name, is uh, using the Bible for personal gain or political gain, or they are not 
conducting themselves in their personal life in a, in a consistent manner with the Bible, or if they are governing or legislating in a manner that is inconsistent with the Word of God, call them on it. Discuss it with other people. Let's get the truth out there rather than screaming at each other in a, in a very polarized, dysfunctional way. This is Kurt Flewelling, Reshaping America. Have a great day.